Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast, a show where we get up close and personal with some of the most celebrated marketers in the country. We talk to them and discover nuances of marketing that we often miss. After all, we are a show for marketers by marketers. Listen in. Welcome. My name is Ketan Mohile, and I'll be your host for today. Uh, we are very happy to have Ritesh Koshal join us today. Ritesh is the CMO at Infinity Retail, a Tata enterprise, and also better known to a lot of you by their brand Chroma. He is a seasoned marketer, having spent almost 25 years working across multiple roles, building brands and businesses across a variety of industries. Ritesh, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time out today. Thanks, thanks, Ketan. Thanks for having me. Great. Let's get you started with you know understanding a little bit more about you and your story. Why don't you just talk us through your journey, where you grew up, a little bit about your education, and what is the path that you know got you to what you're doing right now? Uh, so I'm a Delhi boy. Grew up in Delhi. Uh, did the usual uh, stuff of uh, you know trying to become an engineer, trying to become a doctor. uh landed up in kirorimal college with economics as my subject and uh, actually to be honest the first time i really enjoyed any uh, uh, book or really understood why somebody should study is when i was doing my economics course and that sort of got me started and interested in the area of marketing uh, so it's economics and then i went and did my mba in uh, iim bangalore uh after i am bangalore um you know so i finished my mba in 95 this is a time when the media scene in india was very fairly interesting where you had uh, you know all the satellite channels just beginning to come in so it it was uh, one industry which was undergoing uh, you know a tectonic shift so i thought it's a good way to start my career you know get into a field which is small therefore i should uh, be able to move fast and grow into something interesting so i started my career with lentas in media uh, and 6 uh, months later i was on my way in market research i spent 3 years in market research with imrb uh, that was the second time in my life i really really enjoyed myself so economics was uh, something that really talked to me it liberated me from the world of 2 plus 2 is 4 and you know all the chemical equations and the physical equations uh similarly market research really you know sort of opened up my mind to the world of uh, you know human insights and how humans uh, and and how people think and behave as humans really affects us as consumers so uh market research 3 years and after that uh, you know series of stints with uh, in the marketing world rekets coke tata docomo and now chroma and do you fundamentally believe ritesh that there are some things from this textbook which are still true and some things which have to change or have changed to adapt to sort of this new reality i mean for example let's take with some of the methods what you would typically do as a call focus group or a quantitative concept product test do you think some of those things still hold in today's world as well see a uh, lot has changed uh, and uh, i mean not necessarily for the better in my view 
okay uh, what i enjoy about the world we live in today is uh, you know this concept of what you call mvp so you create a minimum viable product uh, and and then you sort of you know work on it versus you know trying to you know get things picture perfect and then go to market it's a very liberating uh, you know concept for marketers uh, so that's one side of it at the same time you know what i see happening is a lot of people uh, especially in the world of startups you know jumping too far ahead of the queue okay uh, in the sense uh, you don't really have an mvp you know you you launch with a big bang announcement and you start chasing traffic and then you try to you know discover the uh, business model you know and and therefore this entire uh, thing of pivoting i don't think that's such a smart idea you know uh, i i think it is fantastic to uh, liberate yourself from the you know three year npd process to start with a you know thing that okay there is the minimum viable product but you know the core of that product the idea on which you have you know zeroed in uh should still be a relevant and a you know persuasive idea uh, a lot of time i find that missing you know in in the world of startups right and so which brings me to sort of a second phase in the in the in the discussion today can you tell us about your current job and what you do sort of on a day to day basis so i uh, am now in retail okay uh, as chroma we Uh, do business with some of the best brands in the country, uh, whether it's Apple, Samsung, Sony, LG, uh, etc. Uh, it's a category of retail where the shopping bag really doesn't carry any value. Okay, uh, that that's that's one you know fundamental truth I realized. Uh, I am no longer a creator of demand. In in my role at Chroma, my job is to curate uh, the assortment. and curate the you know the the proposition which will make a customer uh, buy uh, so that essentially defines how i uh, you know spend my days so uh, we have a weekly cycle of uh, business planning okay so every thursday because the weekends are around half the business that's when people come out and shop so every thursday is when we plan the promotions okay so thursday the new promotion plan goes out in order to do that what we do is we look at the weekend uh, sales data uh that there are series of reviews through monday and tuesday where you figure out what's working not work, working uh by sometime on tuesday you have a full view of what needs to change from a marketing perspective uh through wednesday and thursday you execute that and by friday evening your uh, you know your digital assets are deployed for the weekend and by uh, saturday your stores are live with whatever you had planned so that's really the cycle so it's 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 a cycle where you have a weekly rhythm uh, monday is reviews uh, from tuesday towards the end of the day you get into the planning by thursday you get into the execution Okay, great. And I think the advantage of something like that is the results are also immediately sort of visible, right? On a Monday, you know how much that weekend has delivered. Yes, that's that's one of the things I enjoy about. Uh, actually, it was true of telecom also, and you would understand that. Yeah. 
correct you know, the entire thing of waiting for four weeks for the market share report to come out is a thing of the past if you're on to something good you know by the end of the day and if, if it's a dud you start planning the next thing so that that one you know wonderful uh, 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 and liberating thing that has happened for us marketers that you don't have to you know wait for the result the report card comes instantly Hmm. I think and that's the joy of it as well, right? You know immediately whether the idea that you thought of and executed did it even carry any merit right. because you right away see how much results it delivers. I think that's right. the joy. And, 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 and you also therefore don't, uh, you know, waste resources, something behind that's not working. You know, the most important part of marketing uh, ROI, you know, is being able to pull back and because you're able to pull back faster, you're also able to, you know, try many more things than you would in the in maybe ten years ago. Correct. But I think, and sorry, I'm just quickly digressing a little bit. But I think this whole concept of, you know, what you're essentially describing is failing quickly or failing cheap with respect to, let's say, a marketing investment. But I think maybe sometimes you also need to let something breathe a little bit for it to really land in people's minds for them to change their behavior maybe i'm you know a little bit biased because i come from a time of selling physical goods where people actually had to walk to a store and buy them do you think some of this has changed because people can instantly sort of open up a website or an app and take a decision right on the spot no no so don't get me wrong i'm not talking about sales necessarily i'm just talking about the uh, feedback loop being shorter okay so if, if you have planned something uh, and, you know, you, you have to be able to, you know, identify lead variables for it. Okay. So for, so for instance, if it's a campaign where the call to action is a visit to the website or a call to an IVR, uh, the first measure is, you know, how many people are calling. So the same will happen later, but at least the lead indicator should move. And so when you're planning, you have to identify the lead ind- indicator very carefully. That, that's what I'm going to say. Sure. No, I think that makes perfect sense. And I and I think for a lot of, you know, our listeners, and I faced this problem personally when I had to sort of describe what I do to my parents or people in my family. I think it's really difficult to explain what marketing really does. I think one aspect of it is to really be the sort of the growth engine for an organization. But in your case, is it challenging when you know that a lot of the demand generation is sort of dealt with by a lot of the brands that you work with? A lot of the execution is sort of driven by operational efficiencies and sort of store logistics and store placement and so on. Are there times where you sort of struggled from your earlier days to describe for your team or for yourself, what are the two, three biggest things that the marketing team at Chroma has to work on. Okay, so that's a very interesting question. Uh, and, and you are absolutely right. When I walked into Chroma, uh, people really did not understand what marketing can do in a retail. Uh, uh, and if you look at the work Chroma had done uh, till five years ago uh, and what some of our competitors still do, uh, you know, there is a confusion between what the retailer does and what the brand does. So sometimes you end up celebrating the product, but but only enjoying the margin if the product succeeds. Right. Uh, uh, and then that is silly. What we have defined uh, the role of marketing as, and like you rightly said, it's about being the growth engine. See, in any business, the job of marketing, and I think telecom, again, was a great uh, learning ground for me. 
uh, in, in that sense because it sharply defines what you really do it's not about communication it's not about advertising uh, which is what fmcg can you know lead you to believe sometimes uh, it's really about owning the top line and the middle line okay uh, it's not just in retail it's not just about footfall but it's about bringing people in with a with the intent to buy uh, in coke lingo or pepsi lingo it's about activating demand okay uh-huh. so what marketing does in chroma there are two ways of seeing it uh, at a very banal level it's about saying ke footfall marketing laega conversion operations karega wo sare retailer bolte hain but what we have focused on uh, is is actually bringing people to chroma more bringing more of the people who have active intent to buy into chroma okay uh, which is why the conversions we enjoy uh, are way higher than the industry okay uh, i mean for perspective uh, our footfall versus tickets ratio is around you know 16 to 100 and given that uh, you know typically there are two people to a ticket as in usually husband and wife in the case of a home product or if even if it's a phone typically you know it's 1 plus 1 two people come in uh, given you know that's the thing your 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 conversion is upwards of you know 1 in 4 which is really really good uh so this this uh, is one of the things we work on as as a marketing team uh and there are various strategies around that you know whether it is you know tying up with banks and cap for cashbacks or it is uh, you know putting a little bit of extra money in the wallet of poor people or whether it is actively targeting shoppers uh, in their digital searches uh, so there is the since the focus is on finding people who are activated shoppers uh the strategies follow from there so that's one one part of it the second part and and that's i think uh you know a, a bigger reason for chroma success is uh, you know unlike most other retailers who buy for margin chroma sets up its contracts with brands to realize the margin on sale okay which means the inventory we work with at any point in time is uh, far leaner okay so so for perspective now when we have been you know out of business for uh, 50 days uh my my inventory position is still uh, decent okay uh, and and therefore i'm able to pay all, all my salaries and so on and so forth otherwise you know i would have uh, you know thousands of crores of inventory sitting in the warehouse like your money would have been locked up in inventory yeah. rather than yes. you know taking care of operational stuff yes. yeah So, so you know that that's really the uh, secret of uh, chroma success this is based on you know something someone had done in 2011 uh, i had nothing to do with it but what this allowed me to do is uh, therefore understand what marketing can do for uh, retail much better which is uh, so so one way to see retail is there a certain amount of money being deployed uh, to to you know procure inventory and make things available in the store Uh, the speed at which you know the wheel turns and, and the inventory is rotated is really where marketing comes in okay. so, so how much growth and how much business can you get out of let's say 1000 crores of inventory is is the task of marketing there are a couple of examples about what kind of interaction you know you have to do with some other stakeholders in the business i understand retail 
will be slightly different as compared to a digital uh, consumer brand or maybe you know uh, some other industries so it'll be great to get your perspective right so uh, i was talking about the weekly rhythm uh, so essentially what starts on monday is uh, you know based on what has sold well or not sold well there will be an inventory position which the finance guy will inform us on uh, there will be you know feedback from the stores in terms of what sold well or did not sell well over the weekend uh, you know things like where maybe my next door the retailer was selling something cheaper uh, the buying uh, team would come with uh, you know whatever the fresh offerings are from the brand in terms of you know accelerating their off takes and stuff like that and then we'll sit together and bake it over monday and tuesday to create the offers that will go live for the next weekend starting thursday so that's that's really the weekly rhythm uh, the more important part and and that really comes from the special status of chroma with the brands because uh, all leading brands see us as our stores as a theater for their new releases so to speak uh, you know so it, it's about planning the new launch of an apple device in chroma it's uh, you know planning the launch of the samsung flip when it comes in and stuff like that where you probably have a 30 40 day cycle with the brands where you you know figure out uh, what all assets at the store and what all assets in digital would you commit to uh, the brand and against that what's the you know customer offer they will run for you specially or, or give you access to and stuff like that so there are two key stakeholders uh, the the brands and on the other hand you have the uh, you know the internal stakeholders uh, third large set of uh, stakeholders is is the uh, payment ecosystem so whether it is wallets like paytm or uh, you know the banks uh, or the nbfcs uh, that's another ecosystem that we work with very closely in terms of you know baking the proposition for the customer great and uh, there is of course a stakeholder outside who is the consumer and the shopper who is actually coming to your store what kind of work do you do to really understand or uncover some of the insights behind who's really walking into the store what are they looking for i mean me for one and again it's a very personal perspective but i always think that is there really space for a physical retailer to exist out there when you have you know electronic retailers who are there and now the whole delivery sort of uh, a fulfillment and delivery chain is also now getting streamlined but i also appreciate that i am like in a different subset of people there are a whole lot of other people out there so what kind of work really goes into understanding who these consumers are what do they really want and how can you as chroma help them so <clears throat> uh, we do a number of researches on an ongoing basis uh, number one is is tracking uh, active shoppers so we do a monthly online survey to understand uh, of the 100 people who are looking to buy something electronic how many considered chroma how many actually came to chroma's website or came to a chroma store and then how many of them did i convert or not convert so that's really sizing the funnel so to speak uh the second part is uh, an exit survey to, which is to you know trace back the path to the store what helped me get the business so that i can you know do more of what i did right uh and this is the two regular researches that happen uh there there is a lot of uh, you know social listening we do uh, 
uh, one at three levels. One is at the level of uh, what are the things people are uh, excited about in the world of electronics. Uh, second is what are uh, so that's really listening in in on the electronics brands. Uh, second is about listening to conversations around our competition, uh, both online and offline. And like you just uh, highlighted, uh, our bigger competition today is online rather than offline. And finally, the conversations around Chroma itself, uh, whether they are positive or they are negative. So the, this is the social listening that happens on a you know twenty four hour basis. Uh, and one other critical piece is is um, you know tracking the online prices uh, of of both online and offline retailers, so that uh, you know we are not caught by surprise in in terms of the pricing on a particular product. So these are some of the uh, research tools that we deploy. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, beyond that is the standard stuff, which is you know doing uh, if you, if you are you know creating a new brand program or a new uh, branding asset for the stores, you take it to a few customers and you take get their feedback. So the qual research uh, and, and concept concept testing kind of stuff. But frankly, we do pretty little of that. Uh, we don't really need to because uh, see, we got one seventy odd stores, so it's very easy for us to you know do set up experiments. Uh, you know, so you run a program in a city, uh, do a before after, or you run it in one store but not the other, do a before you know uh, side by side comparison, right. Right. and then you get a sense of what's working or not working. uh coming to the point of is there a role for physical retail actually uh, the the there is no electronics retailer online what you have online are marketplaces okay uh, and and therefore their ability to sell electronics uh, uh, targeted uh, to a customer in in a certain manner is fairly limited uh, Case in point is if you look at uh, the way Best Buy operates in the U.S. today, and there are a couple of other examples from other markets. If there is a expert retailer in electronics, uh, there is room for him, okay? Because an online marketplace will always, uh, you know, uh, while they also collect a lot of data on consumers and able to, you know, customize the basis on which they are customizing uh, also has a hell of a lot of noise. So if I look at my example, I buy groceries, uh, food items, uh, household merchandise, etc. Twenty thousand kind of things from Amazon. Uh, therefore, their understanding of me as a customer is covered in a hell of a lot of noise. Uh, versus, if I have a clean conversation, which is around electronics with customers, I'm able to understand the customer much 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 better, uh, and and therefore. you know i am able to manage your life cycle uh, far better so that's that's really the premise on which which we are working uh, besides in our category because you know there is a uh, tactile part to the product so whether it's a smartphone uh, or it's a laptop uh, there is uh, um, you know how it looks feels weighs Uh, physically, uh, is still an is, is still a factor. 
and therefore typically people while they search their you know start their searches online uh, more than 90% of the people who come to chroma have been online before they come to the store okay. uh, but uh, they do make a trip to the store uh, and and if if my proposition is right then i then i have a fair chance to convert him so that's really the the premise on which we work uh, what we are trying to get better at is to be the first person first site that the customer searches on because that allows me to shape the conversation better than uh, i do currently and that that is exactly what best buy has, has achieved in the us right right i think because a lot of us are also slightly biased by the fact that you know we end up seeing a f- lot more of chroma stores physically uh, than digital so i think for a lot of people rather than thinking of chroma as the expert retailer for electronics we sort of think that it's the physical retailer for electronics is there a distinction that you're trying to uh, create or is this my perspective and people think otherwise so no so what i would say is your perception is uh, pretty much accurate okay except that it is uh, changing by um, by degrees as we pass so uh, like i said over 90% visit a site before they visit a store uh, visit our stores uh, the percentage of that which has visited chroma.com uh, has now hit around 50% okay a uh, year back it was 37% the year before that it was 30% so so slowly uh, over a period of time the awareness that chroma also has a website uh, and and uh, the second part which is the usefulness of the visit so the usefulness of the visit was scored at around 25% by the 30% who would have uh, visited the site that number is now running at around 75 77% okay so so that that's really the uh, journey uh, uh, and see it's it's something that uh, uh, we are working on almost like a hobby right like i said there is a weekly rhythm to the running of the stores and uh, you know that's really that treadmill is where the entire business operates okay uh, so for us to take time out and you know create any business transformation is a uh, is always a challenge so what we have done now starting i think around september last year is we have got into a strategic relationship with uh, tcs where our uh, you know uh, the it transformation has sort of been outsourced to them okay so what and there is the same team that uh, managed the transformation for best buy so that's why you will find me talking repeatedly about the best buy uh, you know because we we have seen those learnings from very uh, close so but right, it's a journey uh, it will take its time uh, the good part is from a value chain perspective we are very competitive with amazon uh, uh, similar to the way best buy is competitive versus amazon in uh, in uh, the us in fact for almost the last one year we have on our shop floor we do have a price match with amazon prices oh, okay and it's not affected our profitability any negatively Oh, okay okay great 
which brings me to my next sort of topic for conversation, which everybody's talking about. How do you think all of this is now going to change because of, you know, the new reality and post-COVID uh, opening up of, you know, our interactions and all of that? Are there things that you think are fundamentally going to completely change or have been accelerated? And are there things that you think are not going to change despite this sort of temporary blip that all of us will see? See, I think, <clears throat> I think uh, human behavior tends to be fairly elastic and we tend to forget very quickly. Uh, at the same time, you know, there are uh, things, uh, what, what you would call delta moments, you know, which really leave, leave an imprint on your mind. Uh, so for me, uh, for instance, you know, growing up in Delhi, the 84-6 riots left an indelible imprint on my mind. Uh, so this is at that level, you know, 50 days, 60 days of not being able to step out, uh, being in, in, in a state of lockdown and realizing that you're not alone, the world is also going through the same thing, is, is a, a life-changing event, right? Uh, I think a lot of people are talking about, uh, you know, tactical stuff like digital becoming more important than, uh, you know, physical contact and all that. Uh, I think those are small things. Huh? But the more interesting things are, you know, how it, it, this is going to affect the way people think uh, and how people relate to the material world around them. Uh, and I think there are going to be fundamental changes in that. Okay. Uh, I think especially in Bombay, you know, where there is a Bombay, Gurgaon, Noida, you know, all the uh, places where, you know, the new jobs have opened up over the last 10 years. There are these huge numbers of singles who either stay alone or stay, you know, in Chamari kind of accommodation with, uh, you know, frankly, people who are acquaintances, not even friends. To find yourself locked in uh, for 50 days with a stranger, you know, people are going to have serious thoughts about, uh, you know, what they're doing with their lives. Uh, I think two things will change. One is uh, people will, uh, you know, try and move forward in into the next life stage, which is getting married much faster. Okay. Uh, uh, and one very practical reason which is, uh, you know, two incomes to run a home rather than one, uh, which is always of use in our, in our cities. And the second is, uh, you know, if you have someone who you are even halfway inclined to spend your life with, you're better, better of getting started on that rather than, you know, either being locked in alone or with a stranger. So I, I think that's, that's one thing that's set to change. Uh, Linked to that is the investment in the home versus investment in, uh, you know, products that I call, uh, you know, high, you know, products with a high look at me quotient. So between buying the latest uh, iPad uh, or, and, and buying, a, you know, AC for your bedroom, I think a lot more people are going to, you know, swing for the AC in the bedroom. Uh, you know, the home as a nest, as a comfortable nest, is something I think a lot of people have missed in the last 50 odd days. So the, you know, things like this are, are fundamental shifts. Okay. Uh, Abhi, it, it's fairly immaterial whether he, you know, looks to buy the AC digitally or in a physical store. 
you know i think i would rather focus on how is the demand going to shift rather than you know uh, so we have just been allowed to open a few stores in in the green and orange zone okay and what is selling is an eye opener you know uh, of course you know there are personal grooming kits which are selling okay people haven't had a chance to trim their beards or cut their hair for 50 days okay so everybody thinks you know now i can take care of myself yeah so 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 that's one thing which yeah so same thing is happening to us we are selling out okay uh, the other thing is is uh, you know induction cookers so there are a lot of people who never run a kitchen in their home and suddenly they are realizing boss kam se kam chai banana to aana chahiye so get something you know uh, uh, you know that will serve the purpose even if you don't have a gas connection so tea coffee makers uh, microwaves uh, induction cookers all the basic kitchen appliances uh, are selling on one side and personal uh, care items are selling on the other side third of course is laptops you know a lot of people have realized uh, either they don't have laptops or what they have is really not good enough for a work from home situation great and i wanted to touch up on another topic that i know you're passionate about which is this whole you know discussion and action around conscious consumption and i know for a fact that you know you are in a space where electronic waste for example is going to be a huge deal it's already started to become a huge deal and it will become a big problem in the years to come what are your thoughts on it are there details about the sort of e-waste space in india that you can share with us or are there other brands that you think are doing a great job when it comes to you know walking the line on conscious consumption see it's a double edged sword okay india has to catch up uh, with the rest of the world uh, in in terms of uh, lifestyles as well as uh, know awareness of the world in terms of education in terms of uh, you know a lot of things all of which are embedded in products so the smartphone and the laptop is really the modern gateway to the world of uh, information uh, and while we are at it why shouldn't we have a tv or a refrigerator in our homes either so it is it you know uh, consumption has to grow okay we need to catch up with the world uh at the same time uh, from being in a position where you know, uh, 30 or days or 50 or days of lockdown can actually improve the quality of air and water around us to being in a place where you know there is no point of return um that's the choice we need to make uh i think the and and frankly as a retailer of electronics my Uh, business and therefore my salary depends on being able to sell more stuff the way we have struck a balance is we uh, always ensure that we are running uh, better than market offers on products that are resource efficient okay so we try and steer the customer towards resource efficient products in the store uh whether it is uh, you know inverter acs and refrigerators anything which is an inverter motor consumes less uh, electricity uh, whether it is about uh, only selling uh, green gas uh, compressor products in acs and refrigerators uh or 
whether it's about you know actively uh, supporting e-waste collection in our stores uh, so the task really is about creating awareness okay people who are consuming don't realize uh, about the risk they are creating for themselves as well as the environment around them so uh, any one of us if he starts looking in the house will find some batteries which are lying around uh, whether it's in a power bank or or it's in a torch uh, and batteries if not uh, disposed of correctly where you are separating the two reactors uh, are a potential uh, fire hazard okay uh not uh, this is not very well known and even if people know about it at the back of their heads it's not something people act on inertia just takes over uh this is you know one level of the problem uh, the other level of course you know uh, all the led panels that we are consuming uh, is depleting the world's uh, supply of sand <laughs> you wouldn't think it's possible that the world can run out of sand but apparently it can because the rate, the rate at which you know you are you are creating uh, led panels and sand silica is is one of the basic uh, uh, in, ingredients of that it's a challenge okay so uh, there are a lot of brands which are working in the space of uh, uh, you know repurposing reusing what what you call the circular economy uh, the government runs uh, Uh, you know a there is a mandatory requirement to bring in a certain amount of your earlier production as a uh, you know so uh, electronics uh, manufacturer whether it's a sony or an apple has to bring in 33% of what they sold 3 years back or 5 years back depending on the category in order to get the license to market what they are uh, marketing now okay so there is a there is a mandatory target for e-waste uh what chroma tries to do all all the brands want to do it okay uh but the problem for the brands is if i if as a customer uh, so sony is telling me to bring bring in the old tv i don't know where to take it so what we are trying to do is use our chain of stores as a collection point for e-waste so where, where the brands can uh, communicate to the customers that you drop off your old gadgets at chroma and we will uh, you know incentivize you for that so become a partner to the brands uh, not just when they are selling the product but also when they are trying to meet their e-waste targets so that is one program we are running uh, apple incidentally uh, and this is something i also learned recently most of their uh, uh, components uh, are recycled okay so all the rare earth they use most of the plastic they use in their products is all recycled so there are companies in this waste collection yeah yeah so so uh, brands like sony brands like apple are actually pretty far ahead on the curve um and uh, uh the see actually the task in india is is from a customer's perspective we have been trying to do it for more than 3 years now people um think it's something nice to talk about people don't really act on it so inertia is, is like a big challenge 
सो घर पे कुछ पड़ा भी होगा यू डोंट थिंक इट्स वर्थ वाइल मेकिंग द एफर्ट टू मेक अ कॉल एंड से बॉस कम एंड पिक इट अप एंड यू नो फार बी फ्रॉम ब्रिंगिंग इट इनटू द स्टोर सो दैट्स बीन द रियल चैलेंज फॉर अस एंड एंड ग्रेजुअली द वॉल्यूम्स ऑफ ई-वेस्ट वी कलेक्ट हैज गॉन अप लास्ट ईयर टुवर्ड्स द एंड ऑफ द ईयर वी रन अ फेयरली सक्सेसफुल कैंपेन विद टाइम्स ऑफ इंडिया and and uh, you know the november to jan period was the uh, highest uh, we have done in terms of collecting uh, e waste but for perspective it's still you know less than 10% of what we sold in those those 3 months most successful campaign we have done so far on e waste was uh, when we worked with times of india uh, in the period november to jan uh, of this year uh, but and and we got our highest ever uh, e waste collection in that period however it was still less than 10% of the uh, number of uh, you know units we sold in that period so it, it's still 10 is to 1 what you sell versus what you bring back we are still running at 10 is to 1 the idea is to over a period of time come to a place where it's 1 is to 1 yeah i think but some of these facts are new to me and i think like you said it's a question of you know bridging that gap between intent and taking actions so i think everybody wants to do good for the environment but they have to realize that they have to take some action and it might mean just a small action but i think taking that first step is important yes uh, again you know i think uh, what the recent 50 day period would have done uh, for people it's done it for me uh, you know when you see all these uh, all these news of jalandhar se himalayas dikh raha hai aur ganga ka pani saaf ho gaya etc it does two things one is it uh, you know tells you how much of an impact we really had on nature second is uh, anybody who's you know stuck in inertia and thinks uh, what can we do about it we you know we can't really change it anymore it tells them that you know it's still possible to change things yeah. back to the new normal yeah, i think i think you're very right i think yeah. for me personally that has been my biggest sort of aha moment that you know of course i knew that the environment is in a bad shape but i was really surprised to know that just about 30 days into it the you know environment starts becoming better it's so nature has a yeah. way of healing itself and it doesn't take too much to get there so i think that has been my personal learning as well yeah so that, that's what gives me hope that you know maybe we will uh, have a period where people will overcome their inertia and start taking you know those baby steps on their own great i'm just going to move to a last couple of questions just trying to understand some bits about you know you as a person so are there some passions that you want to share with us about i know you are passionate about walking back i know that you do a little bit of writing yourself can you you know share some experiences about what kind of stuff do you like to write about or what kind of books are you reading it'll be great to know that okay so uh, what i was saying is uh, actually walking is not a passion food is my passion and uh, walking is so that i can you know afford to uh, put in those extra calories uh, what i'm passionate about <laughs> yeah. is sports uh, I have always been an active sportsman. I, I used to play a lot of cricket growing up. Uh, when uh, you know, before I moved to Bombay, we we used to play cricket on every weekend in Gurgaon. Um, 
then when uh, the it became difficult to put together a quorum for cricket we moved to tennis badminton pretty much anything that would get you out on a weekend so uh, that's something i really enjoyed uh, in terms of reading i really love uh, reading pg wodows uh, pretty much collected all his works i've re- probably read every word he's written and and that's a uh, you know something i'm pretty proud of uh what i write is about uh, my life my experiences most of the time um and to be honest you know there is much more which is uh, left unwritten unfinished than has ever been you know finished yeah <laughs> yeah i know everybody has so many draft articles written you just need to find the time and inspiration to sort of put it down and finish it yeah that that's be, and in in fact uh, i probably got uh, you know there are two articles i've finished writing in in these three days uh, which is which is two more than i've done in the last two years <laughs> i think everybody's creative juices have really started flowing in this sort of forced lockdown period yeah we got time no this yes. time to kill correct correct i my last question for you ritesh is that you know as a marketing leader i'm sure there are times when people from your team or even other people who look up to you as a mentor really ask you that look i want to be a good marketer or i want to start a career in marketing what are those two three things that you really want people to know and sort of imbibe that will really help them build a solid marketing career or do well as marketers so i think the first thing is about being curious um you know having an open mind uh, and and being curious about people uh, that that's that's uh, the first trait second is the ability to synthesize uh, data across different sources to come to uh, you know mental map of what might be the problem uh, and third is uh, communication skills one of the biggest uh, and i'm not talking about advertising one of the biggest uh, roles marketer plays in an organization is it's the one function which has kras which go beyond the you know coming 12 months and therefore it's important for you to be able to articulate what you see as the company's future or the brand's future and make a compelling word picture so that people sort of you know start believing in it so being good at communication uh, especially oral communication is very important for marketers right right and are there some books or resources that you can recommend that you know students of marketing definitely have to sort of look at or read through and irrespective of how many years they've spent at marketing i think being curious and being a learner is a very critical part of being a marketing leader are there some things that you can recommend See I think uh, it is very important to have an ec- eclectic uh, taste in reading. Uh I am not a big fan of uh, textbooks and I am not a big fan of um, you know what uh, for want of a better word I would call business uh, books you know the seven habits of effective managers or whatever. Uh but I think it's it's uh, because finally how people behave uh, as consumers is an outcome of how they are as humans so uh, you know being curious about history being curious about places uh, is is probably more important than uh, textbooks 
great i think that's solid advice coming from somebody who spent a lot of time in marketing roles thank you so much ritesh for your time with us today it was really helpful to get your perspective on you know your role the organization and how some of these things are being shaped by you know today's reality thank you so much once more you just heard the latest episode of the marketing training podcast a show for marketers by marketers the show was brought to you by c4e and the podium 